Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Tech stocks climbed further into record territory overnight, but other blue chips took a breather. The Nasdaq rose 0.3% as it appears to be inching its way to the 10,000 mark. The Dow fell nearly 1%, though, while the S&P 500 finished lower as well. Here in Asia Pacific, Sydney and Tokyo are in the red. Joining me now to discuss all the market action is Ryan Huang. Okay, Ryan, let's start this morning with the local markets where investors appear to have rendered a clear verdict on the divorce between Semcorp Industries and its mm. soon to be former subsidiary Semcorp Marine. Now, the Business Times calls it a tale of two stocks. Semcorp Industries shares jumped 37%, while Semcorp Marine took a dive, falling 27%. So, what are analysts saying, and why is the deal so good for Sem Industries and bad for Sem Marine? Yeah, Michelle, that is indeed the case. A tale of two counters and two Semcorp counters. Of course, uh, you went through some of the takeaways. You have this in the center of it, $2.1 billion being raised by Semcorp Marine, and that is the I think the big uh, moving part. Uh, this is viewed as potentially dilutive because it's going to be raising more shares, and that puts more pressure on the stock price. And if you look at the stock price um, action yesterday, uh, just to do a quick recap again, we saw Semcorp Marine's stock price down by around 27% to $0.62. Cents. Conversely, Semcorp Industries, hiving off that loss making Marine arm um, Semcorp Marine, it added Fifty or rather thirty-seven percent. That's about fifty-six cents to its share price to close at two dollars and nine cents. So it's seen as positive for its parent company because it removes the exposure to the uh, rather tough sector, and it can now focus on other um, industries like clean energy and urban solutions. So that is helping its stock price go up further. And also in the horizon is uh, something worth watching out for is capital. Corp and by extension Capital Offshore and Marine. So this deal now paves the way for a potential merger, according to some of the analysts, between Semcorp Marine and Capital O&M. So that's something to look out for in terms of more um, catalysts in the stock prices. All right. Elsewhere in the region, Cathay Pacific has become the latest global carrier to be given a lifeline to get through the COVID-19 pandemic. It plans to raise five billion U.S. dollars from the Hong Kong government and shareholders. Now, after the deal, the Hong Kong government will be one of the company's biggest shareholders with a six percent stake. Shares of Cathay Pacific were suspended yesterday. Trading will resume shortly. What do you think are expectations for how the carrier's shares could do? Yeah, so this is a tough spot for Cathay Pacific. It had to rely on a Hong Kong government bailout to the tune of 5 billion US dollars. And part of this goes into buying some of those preference shares. So Cathay now saying it will pay back the government in three to five years' time. But I think there's going to be some doubt whether it is going to be able to turn around its business so fast. Because if you look at the recent results, it just posted a net loss in the net loss of um, 4.5 billion Hong Kong dollars. That's nearly 600 million US dollars for the first four months of this year. And that's due to COVID-19 restrictions cutting down on destinations. There is this big question mark about when travel can go back to normal. And we've all been talking about how this is going to be a new normal when COVID-19 does eventually go away. People might not travel as much. So it is going to be facing a lot of headwinds turning the business around. But it is very interesting as well. If you look at what's happening on Wall Street, you've seen American airlines rallying in the past week or so. And that's on prospects of 
the various parts of the economy reopening and the domestic um, routes also coming back online. So that seems to have been giving some of the airline stocks in the US at least some lift in the recent weeks. So that's something interesting to look at. But overall, long term, I think there is a lot of pressure for Cathay to perform. So I think we might see um, Cathay under pressure in trading today, coupled with the profit taking we've been seeing overnight. So that's going to be extra pressure for Cathay. Now, the Hong Kong story of interest, the Hong Kong dollar is pegged to the U.S. dollar, has been for decades. Back in the early 1980s, the British colonial government set the rate at 7.8 to the U.S. dollar, more or less where it is today. It is currently trading uh, at 7.75. Bloomberg reports, though, that a high-profile investor is starting a new fund to challenge the peg. He's making an all-or-nothing bet that it will fall within the next 18 months. Will the peg move, Ryan? tell us more. Uh, yeah, so this guy, he's called Carl Bass, and he is well known for making that big bet that you know, we would see that uh, mortgage crisis, and he uh, made quite a bit of money off it. But for context, he's been quite a Mr. Doom. He's been making bets on things going wrong for quite some time, and many of them did not come into fruition. So the latest bet he's putting on the table is that the Hong Kong dollar is going to break its pack versus the US dollar. So he's come up with this fund and has bought options to help you know, mechanism, uh, to make it operational. So this will give it 200 times leverage. And this, according to markets, uh, if I look at what they are pricing, the possibility of this happening, the Hong Kong dollar breaking the US pack is at 6%. So it is seen as a very remote possibility, but maybe you know, with things the way they are, it is very tough to tell. With the Hong Kong protests still underway, and then now you have the Hong Kong special trading status also under threat. So that is something to keep an eye out for to see how this might escalate, and then maybe uh, you might see his bet pay off. <laughs> what a big bet, though. Alright, this evening, all eyes are going to be on the US Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell, who will give a virtual news conference following the Fed's June meeting. Powell has a tough job in front of him. Analysts saying he is going to need to reassure the markets that the Fed is all in, in terms of tools it'll use to fight the economic downturn. But at the same time, he's not expected to announce any new policies. So, Ryan, what's your take on the meeting and how can he walk such a tightrope? Yeah, so I'm just imagining his uh, talking points that he's going to be preparing. I need to give confidence to the markets. I think that is going to be what he's trying to achieve with his you know, language, with his mannerisms during the Q&A. So he's going to be trying to give more confidence to the markets. And what the analysts are saying is they don't expect any rate changes. He is going to be calling for Congress and for the U.S. government to step up to do more in terms of um, fiscal measures. So more spending perhaps to help um, businesses. Um, also, what to look out for is an economic outlook report. So they do this every quarter. Uh, what's worth noting is in the March quarter, they declined to do so because it was just too volatile to make a an outlook. So this is the first outlook in six months. The last one was in December. So this will be closely watched and against the backdrop of what seems to be the economy turning around based on the latest May jobs report, 
that will be quite an interesting talking point for him to address. Can we trust that main jobs report to be that turning point for the economy? And then the markets will be reading into his language to see how long and how low rates will go from here on. So that's going to be something that will fuel markets if they get a bit of a more dervish um, tone from what they read from his um, notes. All right, let's check in on markets today. It's 9.13 on the clock. The Straits Times Index took a bit of a breather yesterday, closing a few points under 2,800. Ryan, how is it doing this morning? Uh, Straits Times Index breaking a six-day winning streak. So looking at the action so far, it is pretty much tracking 0.5% in the green and actually bucking the trend versus the rest of the region. If I look at the Japanese markets, it's underwater by 0.2%. Uh, right now, Australia is flat and Korea uh, has just gone back green. So these markets actually were in the red at the opening minutes and now they've gone back into the green. If I look clo- more closely at the top movers on the STI, you have the banks in the green and some of the stocks we've been talking about, Semcorp Industries and Semcorp Marine are both up. Semcorp Industries are up, is up 2.3%. Semcorp Marine bouncing back from yesterday's losses up 3.2%. And Gunting Singapore is ex dividend date today, and we can see it under pressure is down 3.6% at 80 cents. So that's something um, moving markets in the opening minutes. All right, thanks very much, Ryan Huang, there with Market View. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.